Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. Casey is out today, but we have so much to get to. And of course, the big announcement, whatever it may be, is coming up at 10 o'clock. And of course, we're referencing the Delphi press conference. And look, we heard a lot of things coming down from Friday through this morning. What we know right now officially is that you'll know at 10 a.m. And some news outlets have reported certain things in regards to potential arrests being made. We are not reporting that yet because there's nothing physically to back that up. And you will know very shortly, 10 a.m. So we will carry the press conference live right here on 93 WIBC. And then obviously, once the press conference is done, we'll take that information that we have. We'll try to break some of that down and and dig in a little deeper. So make sure you keep it right here all morning long to 93 WIBC. In the meantime, though, a whole bunch of things happening over the weekend. And in what is probably the most appropriate thing in the history of ever, Joe Biden has come out and offered a ringing endorsement of Pennsylvania United States Senate candidate John Fetterman. Now, normally, and of course, like, what's it? Maybe I'm just making this old saying up. I was going to say there's an old saying, but maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just making it up and I'm saying it's an old saying. But regardless, nothing, there are moments in time where nothing is the same after what has just happened, right? Like, you know, no matter what you do, nothing is going to be the same after this. And in this case, for John Fetterman and his campaign staff, they had to know nothing would ever be the same as it was after that debate. By the way, if you're trying to find us on the YouTube chat today, I see it says Hammer and Nigel and the date of the 28th on the YouTube chat, it looks like. So if you're looking for that, just that's where it is. Just put Hammer and Nigel or just actually put WIBC into the uh, YouTube chat and you'll be able to find us there uh, today. Just search WIBC in the YouTube chat. You'll see the live link. Good morning to all of you people who have found us anyway. So Fetterman obviously completely blows it on uh, last week at the debate. And there was a time where politicians, when you know a ship is sunk, they used to hop off the ship, right? Think back to 2012 here in Indiana when Richard Murdoch blew the U.S. Senate race, has the unfortunate statement about rape and God's will, and we all remember that. The Republican Party and even Mike Pence at the time, who was running for governor, basically everybody, Mitt Romney, they, they all basically jumped off the ship with Richard Murdoch because they knew it was failing. They knew the ship was sinking and they were not going down with it. Times have really changed though, since we are so partisan now and we are so wed to, uh, to ideology that 
politicians and parties will stand behind somebody, at least on the Democrat side. Certainly, it doesn't still happen on the Republican side with, with conservatives. But they will stand behind somebody no matter how ridiculous they are as a candidate, no matter how ridiculous the behavior was. And that is the case with John Fetterman at the debate last week, in which there's no there's no defense of that. There's no standing behind that. Uh, the new polling out shows Oz now taking Dr. Oz, the latest poll that came out, first one that I've seen since the debate, a three-point lead. He was behind in many polls by three or four points. Now a three-point lead. I mean, clearly, it was not good. And by not good, I mean about as bad as it possibly could have been for John Fetterman. But Joe Biden, and I say this as given Joe Biden's repetitive problems with stringing three words together, came out over the weekend 100% standing behind John Fetterman. Here's what he had to say. You Thank you. Fetterman yesterday. Are you confident about his, uh, about the way it looks there? Yeah, I thought he was really good. I thought he knew what he was doing. I thought he was strong. And look, Fetterman is Pennsylvania. I mean, Fetterman is everything that he appears to be. You know where he stands. He has great courage. He has no reluctance to say what he thinks. He's my kind of guy. So that was not only a, hey, you know, the guy didn't do very well. That was terrible. But, hey, we got to vote for him because we can't let the, uh, you know, Senate fall into Republican hands, whatever. You know, that that's sort of a backhanded endorsement, right? Biden's all in. I mean, he is doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this guy, John Fetterman, saying he's my kind of guy, which given Biden's problems, shall we say, of stringing multiples coherent sentences together that seems like the most appropriate thing in the history of ever uh 93 wibc it is the kendall and casey show i'm rob casey's out today i want to turn our attention now to delaware senator chris coons and he was asked about inflation over the weekend i think he was on fox news i think it was maybe fox news sunday and i want to play you what he had to say because this and his answer is the reason Democrats are going to lose not just the House, but also the Senate here in about a week. Take a listen. They're worried about gas prices, grocery prices. This is stuff they experience every day. It's happened on your watch. The Democrats watch for two years. So why should they give you another two years of running the country when they're struggling at 40 year highs with inflation? Well, first, inflation is worse in the United Kingdom, in the European Union, because of the ongoing impacts of the COVID pandemic and Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. Our inflation rates are lower. So what he did there, and again, that was Delaware Senator Chris Coons, Democrat, is he passed the blame once again. And that's what the Democrats keep doing is passing the blame. In this case, he's saying, well... It's worse somewhere else. And that may be true, but, and I don't know, maybe this was this way when you were a kid. I would hope it was in the school system you were in or growing up and the way you were taught. The United States wasn't compared to everyone else because there was something about the United States that was inherently special and inherently better than other nations. Let's face it, the United States is the greatest idea ever conceived by man. We are a gift from God, and as such, we have been given such amazing resources and opportunities that we didn't compare ourselves to other countries because we always knew we were further ahead. We were doing better. It, I never remember somebody saying, yeah, but in Germany 
or yeah, but in Brazil, you just didn't hear that. People don't want to hear that if their lives are being negatively impacted in a dramatic fashion, that, well, it could be worse. You could be in Italy. That answer doesn't fly with the American people. And that is the answer on a repeated fashion you keep getting from the Democrats in regards to the inflation question. The answer should be, and they're never going to give this answer because, of course, the Democrats exist to grow government forever and ever and ever and ever. The answer should be, you know what? You're right. Inflation is crushing people. It's out of control. It has dramatically affected lives. We've made an egregious mistake as the federal government, printing money like it's going out of style, spending money like it's going out of style. And we are recognizing this and we will get this under control. We have made a mistake, but we will correct it and tell how you're going to correct it. But they don't do that. They keep passing the blame on to other people. And if you are a voter of any sort of independence or any sort of rational thought, you say, wait a second. It doesn't matter what's happening in Italy. It doesn't matter what's happening in Germany. It doesn't matter what's happening in Russia. It doesn't matter what's happening in England. It matters what's happening here. And you, the federal government, which is controlled by the Democrat Party, are playing a gigantic role in inflation with your never-ending printing and spending of money. And people will punish the Democrats coming up here in a week as the Republicans will take control not only of the House, but also of the Senate. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. When we come back, oh, one of our favorite parts of the program. Some audio from Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's coming up next. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. 93 it is 93 WIBC it is the Kendall and Casey show I'm Rob Casey's out today make sure you stick around coming up at 10 o'clock we've got the Delphi press conference and again we don't know exactly what is going to be discussed some news media outlets have reported an arrest related to the case we are not reporting that yet because we have not seen any physical evidence given to us or the media at large that supports that. That could indeed be the case, but we don't know that WIBC not reporting that. But whatever it is, we will know here in less than an hour. We will carry that press conference live at 10 a.m., and then we will obviously come back and try to break down whatever is presented. Hopefully a a break in that case. Hopefully there is an arrest in that case. And hopefully that family will uh, now have some or be have the opportunity to have some form of closure and justice. But whatever it is, we'll tell you today, 10 a.m. right here on 93 WIBC. Uh, also, if you're trying to find us in the YouTube uh, chat, uh, for some reason there's something going on where it says Hammer and Nigel still. It is working. I see my face. I see myself right here. All you just got to put in w in the uh, YouTube chat is WIBC. Uh, WIBC in the YouTube chat. And you can watch the program as well. And hello to everybody out there in terrestrial, as they like to say, radio land. All right. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, spokesperson for the White House. Uh, she is the gift that keeps on giving. And she got asked, look, poll after poll is showing that when it comes to voting this year, People are overwhelmingly trusting Republicans compared to the Democrats. And 
again, as we talked about in the first segment, when you deflect blame and things aren't going well, that doesn't make things go better most times for you. There was a time, and there are certain politicians who can get away with it's always someone else's fault. But let's face it, when you look at Joe Biden every single day, this is not Bill Clinton up there. This is not Obama up there. This is not a guy you look at and go, you know what, he's he's probably right. He looks really well assembled and put together, and this is a guy we should probably give the benefit of the doubt. You know, there's an old saying in stores, you break it, you bought it. And Corinne Jean-Pierre got asked this question over the weekend and had totally no answer. And the fact that she had no answer is, again, why Democrats are about to lose not only the U.S. House, but also the U.S. Senate. And yet still there's inflation. There's a fear of looming recession. Poll after poll shows show that voters trust. They say they trust Republicans more than Democrats uh, when it comes to the economy. What's the administration's response uh, to that persistent view among the electorate? So first, we have always said we understand what the American public is dealing with. We understand that there are high costs and we understand that they're feeling very squeezed right now. Uh, the president always says this and you hear him say this all the time that he wants to make sure that we give Americans a little bit more breathing room, which is what his dad used to say when he grew up in Scranton and dealing with these kitchen uh, kitchen table issues. So when when the president walked into this administration, uh, the economy was in ruins. It was an absolute ruins. The economy was in ruins because Democrats and Republicans decided to shut the economy down. The federal government bribed governors and mayors across this country to shut the state down. Again, look, I know we're a broken record on this, but I'm going to say it again because you need to, this needs to be hammered home to you when you go vote this year. And I understand that no matter what I say, there's a whole bunch of people who are going to vote for the guy regardless. But Todd, had Todd Young not teamed up with Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and fill in your favorite establishment and super liberal members of the U.S. Senate to pay to cover Eric Holcomb shutting the state of Indiana down, Eric Holcomb would not have shut the state of Indiana down. Governors across this state, across this country, now there would have been some, like California, maybe New York, et cetera, who would have done it, but most part would not have been able to do that because they lied to you when they said, no, it's fine, you can totally shut down society and stay at home and we're all into this together and 15 days to flatten the curve and it'll be fine because the government's going to print a bunch of money. The government lied to you. Eric Holcomb lied to you. Todd Young lied to you. Bernie Sanders lied to you. Chuck Schumer lied to you. And then when Biden got in there, he doubled down on it with another uh, gigantic multi-trillion dollar bribe of the American people to stay home when we'd already figured out who was most at risk at COVID. We'd already had a vaccine available to people. We already had all of these things. Society was going to be able to function. It was going to be able to function from the beginning, but even by the uh, standards set forth by the government in the beginning of COVID, there was no need for the the, uh, early 2021 stimulus. And that's all the Democrats. And that was like, it's like the Republicans and the Democrats in 2020 teamed together to pour gas all around a giant forest And then the second stimulus was lighting the match. And when Democrats don't take responsibility for it, 
When Democrats don't up, own up and go, you know what? We made a mistake. And I, I'm just coming up with a lie here off the top of my head. You know, they could have said it'd be much better if you said something like, you know what? We made an egregious mistake with all this money printing. We thought we had no choice. We thought, you know, there was a, a plague that was, you know, vanquishing people across this nation. And it's an egregious mistake. And now we realize it. And now we promise to get spending under control. That would go way further than just going, oh, I don't have any idea. You know, we're trying to give you some breathing room. No one has any breathing room. It's like somebody's got a vice grip around our necks. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. When we come back, one of our all-time favorite topics, and it gets the most uh, most amount of hate mail and phone calls. Another example of why Ron DeSantis should be the face of the Republican Party going forward. It's coming up next. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Kevin's here. Don't forget, coming up, 10 o'clock, we're going to have the Delphi press conference. I see uh, media flooding in for this big announcement. Now, again, WIBC's position on this, and we heard Chris Davis, news director, talk about this earlier, is we have not reported that there has been an arrest in connection with the Delphi murders because we have seen no physical evidence presented to us, WIBC News, that supports that. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened. It means by the very high standards that we have, that has not been met. Now, some news agencies have reported that. And look, here's the deal. If they're right, okay. If they're wrong... (laughs) I think they're in for some big trouble because they have put this guy's name and picture all over the place who they have alleged was arrested in connection with Delphi. So you would, one would assume, and you know the danger of assuming that their sources are pretty rock solid on that. But by the standard that we have, there has been no evidence from law enforcement, from official authorities that have said this guy is arrested in connection with this murder. And here's how. So it doesn't matter. We got about 25 minutes to go and then we're going to find out exactly what it is. And we can all report from there on what goes on. So keep it right here. We will carry the press conference live. And then we will come back and try to make sense of, of what was said and where we go from here. And hopefully that that family uh, gets some justice, gets gets a step towards justice today. So we'll have it for you coming up 10 o'clock. Uh, also, if you're finding us today on the uh, YouTube chat, just put in WIBC in your uh, in your browser there and uh, instead of Kendall and Casey because, well, there's something going on with the YouTube chat or the uh, YouTube feed. It's working, but... Not quite the way it normally works. It still says Hammer and Nigel for some reason. All right, so let's get back to where we left off last segment, which is the gift that keeps on giving, Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to make sense of anything the Biden administration does. And we talked about this last week, that in the key swing states, the Democrats are not sending Joe Biden into the rescue. Now, he he has and is going to campaign for Fetterman. But other than that, that's about it. They're sending in Barack Obama. And that should be a giant red flag when the president of the party in power in a tight race, whether it's for U.S. House or U.S. Senate or governor's race, 
is not the guy you send in to close the deal when the guy you're sending in to close the deal has been out of office for six years now that should be a giant red flag to anybody paying attention that should be a totally accepted premise that if the president had any sort of popularity because of the amount of money and attention that comes with a president coming to your state your congressional district you would of course want that unless the president is poison and has an approval rating of seven like joe biden does cringe on pierre got asked about this and she won't even accept the premise about the question that it's even really a topic go but my question is, why is the former president making this case and not the current president? So I would I would disagree with that characterization <laughs> of your question or how it was characterized there. Mm-hmm. Um, the president has been talking about this almost every day for months now. What? Except what? Where is Biden? He was in Delaware over the weekend. I don't, I don't I'm not aware of any really key races going on in Delaware. It's it's a less than two weeks before the election and Biden's in Delaware and Obama's out in all these swing states campaigning for these people and they won't even own it. And it's a repetitive theme we've talked about in every segment so far of the Democrats refusal to own the obvious. And when people see you don't own the obvious, they wonder what else are you hiding? And it really infuriates them because they're looking for accountability on on your role you control everything your role in in the position our country is in and what you're going to do to fix it 93 wibc it is the kendall and casey show i'm rob casey's out today wanted to touch on a new statistic that is out that is absolutely amazing about how popular and effective ron DeSantis has been in florida Now, Florida's interesting because up until, I guess now, and now you're starting to already see the article saying, well, maybe Florida's not even a swing state anymore. It's a Republican stronghold. Well, then I guess we'll say under Ron DeSantis, Florida has gone from the ultimate swing state, the big prize of swing states in almost every presidential election, to a Republican stronghold after this year. And they can thank Ron DeSantis and his leadership during COVID for that. I mean, Trump barely won Florida in 2016. He did extend the lead a little bit in 2020. So clearly the the state was somewhat moving towards, at least in presidential elections, going for Republicans. But a new statistic out, MSN has the story. The Sun Sentinel, I believe, was the first to report it that Florida Republicans register nine new voters for every one Democrat in the months leading up to the election. Let me repeat that. Republicans in Florida are registering nine new voters for every one Democrat in the months leading up to the election. In a swing state, this is not Indiana. This is not Alabama. This is not Tennessee. This is the state that for years and years and years has been labeled as some sort of grand prize of swing states, both in the diversity of the state and most importantly, the electoral votes of the state. And now not only has Ron DeSantis under his four years as governor, screw eight years, he's done it in four years because of his leadership made the state more Republican 
He has made the state overwhelmingly more Republican in the sense of he barely won in 2018. We all remember how close the election was in 2018. And Trump's elections both times, even though he won the state both times, were reasonably close. I think he won by like 1.6 or something in 16 and then three or somewhere around that in in 2020. DeSantis is very likely going to win this state by double digits. And the point of all this is, as you begin to think about where the Republican Party goes after the midterm elections, the number one question is going to be, who is the face of the party? And by that, I mean, who will be the the nominee for president? And a gigantic part of being the face of the party and being the nominee for president is being able to walk into swing states, and we all know the states we're talking about, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, oh, I guess we would still put Ohio in there, Arizona, Nevada, you know the suspects, and being able to do a couple things in those states. One, as we talk about a lot, is coalition build. And by coalition build, I mean taking groups of people who don't always see eye to eye on everything and bringing them together in a common cause and the common cause is the candidate because the candidate as a collective can appease and make life better for the most amount of people. And I'm not advocating and never have that we take somebody like a Jeb Bush or Chris Christie. In the case of Ron DeSantis, in the prize swing state, he has proven on an epic level to be able to do that. Donald Trump hasn't done that. The other part of this that you need to think about when we talk about who the face of the Republican Party should be, is the ability to organize the effort by which to get this done. And in these swing states, whether you want to admit it or not, an organized effort that is predominantly led by the establishment of the Republican Party, and I know people are going to lose their mind when I'm saying this, but the reality is in terms of the money and the infrastructure... The establishment wing of the Republican Party still controls the narrative there. And that is the dollars, and that is the boots on the ground, and that is the signs in the yards, and that is the people knocking on the doors. You have to cooperate in some semblance with these people in order to win in the swing states. Doesn't mean you got to govern to those people. It doesn't mean you've got to be a liberal. It doesn't mean you got to be a money printing factory. It doesn't mean you've got to do special interest giveaways. It doesn't mean you've got to give in to the national media, all things the establishment wing of the Republican Party does on the regular. And Ron DeSantis has proven, whether it is the issue of liberty and freedom, which is the primary issue, whether it is public education, whether it is mandates, whether it is levels of tax reform, that Ron DeSantis is reliably conservative, yet he will be able to organize those groups of people, both conservatives and the establishment together, in order to get across the finish line. Look at Florida. He is going to win more than likely by double digits. Take a while. Let it sink in. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Kevin's here. Reminder, top of the hour, we're scheduled to have the press conference announcing something related to 
the Delphi case. We hope it's an arrest of some sort. We hope to get a lot more information uh, as a part of that. Again, different news agencies have reported different things. Here at WIBC, we, the news department, elected to take the approach that since there was no physical evidence presented to us that an arrest had been made related to this, and that was the announcement, that we were not going to report it as that. It very likely could be that. We hope it is that, but we will leave that to the top of the hour and we'll all know then. So we plan to air that press conference. We'll probably stay with most of, if not the whole thing. And then we'll try to break it down for you on, on what we heard. So the next hour here on WIBC could indeed be very interesting. We certainly encourage all of you to stick around for that. So in the meantime, wanted to talk about an experience I had over the weekend in regards to voting. And we say on this show all the time, because we are super critical of bad government, which uh, is abundant across the fruited plain and right here and locally, etc. But when we get good government, good, efficient, accountable government, we should applaud those people because that's what we're striving for here on this show. On this show, we strive to make government better, to educate you so that you can elect people to make government better. And for all the things I am critical about in the state of Indiana, one of the things I'm rarely critical of is voting, except for 2020, in which the governor and the former secretary of state, Connie Lawson, just arbitrarily changed the election day because, well, because. And of course, the Republican legislature, as they often do, did absolutely nothing to stop them, even though they had the power to. But for the most part, voting in Indiana is the way it should be done. And I experienced that this weekend. I've never been a person who minds early voting so long as every person has to show a photograph ID. And that ID and signature have to be confirmed with the person from the election board or a poll worker. And over the weekend in Brownsburg, it was the kind of the first couple days of where they have uh, vote centers in Hendricks County, where I live, where you can walk into any number of, say, I don't know, I'm just making up a number here. There's 10 polling places across the county. And you can vote at any of those at any time, and your vote will be cast. So wherever you live, even if you live in Brownsburg, you can go vote in Plainfield. Now, you can't vote for Plainfield stuff. They, they have the capability of pulling up your ballot that you're supposed to vote on, and you can vote there. And I think that I think that's fine. I got zero problem with that because you got to show an ID. And uh, so my wife and I, we went and voted over the weekend. And no joke, we were in and out of there. It was a sunny Saturday. I was thinking, man, this is going to take forever. We were in and out of there in, no no kidding, four minutes max from the time we walked in the polling place to the time you'd cast your vote and got out of there. They were fast. They were efficient. They looked at the IDs carefully. They looked at the signatures. That is the way it's supposed to work. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing bigoted. There's nothing racist with telling someone we need to know who you are so that you can cast your vote. We need to know you are not someone else so that you're not taking someone else's right to vote. I've always thought that it was incredibly racist 
when they tr- when they pr- predominantly the Democrats try to insinuate that black people are too stupid or incapable of showing an ID. First of all, most black people have driver's license. Those count. For those who don't, there are numerous other ways in which you can obtain an ID that is sufficient to go and vote. And when we have these experiences, and those poll workers in Brownsburg should be commended and pat themselves on the back, I like doing segments like this. I think a lot of people think that I just live to rip on the government. No. No, I I wish government was efficient and effective. Now, it would probably put me out of a job. But I wish that government was on the routine, efficient, and effective. Because society would be much better off, and we would all be much better off if our tax dollars were used in an efficient and effective manner. So when these things happen that are so easy to obtain and yet followed through on, right? I mean, that's the thing. The whole voting process should be and is in Indiana very easy. It's very simple. Anybody who is eligible to do it can do it. It takes almost zero effort on your part. So to those people, we applaud you and we say thank you, not just obviously I'm talking about here in Brownsburg, but we applaud people across our state who are willing to work those polls. They don't get paid a lot of money. They're not doing it to get rich. They do it because, and look, there are Democrat poll workers, there are Republican poll workers. We should applaud all of them because they do it because they care about the process. They care about our state. They care about the elections. And so for all those people, if you go, if you're going to vote today or you go vote in the next couple of days, be sure to thank those people that are there doing that. I've done it before. I've had to get people to work these polls. It's not an easy thing to get people to do. So thank you to all the people who are working the polls. And thanks for having a great time. See, I'm saying something nice about the Republicans. I'm glad we have a state where the Republicans have made a show an ID. All right, stick around. When we come back, we are scheduled to join the Delphi Press Conference. Let's hope we get some good news out of this. I'm Rob. Kevin's here. Casey's out today. It's Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.